Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Chessie Hour. I am your host Daniel Soft. I'm back on the hosting seat um, and I'm joined by two of my favourite guests. I'm going to start with Jay. What are you saying Jay? I'm all good brother. How are you? Yes, I'm very good. Jay has taken up the mantle of the Potter Defender on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting uh, to hear your thoughts. But then we've also got, I like to keep it balanced. So I thought, I need someone that is really pissed off by Potter right now. So I looked into my my, my poker decks or my whatever, my roller decks of all of the Chessie cast. And I was thinking, I want a fresh face. And so who did I bring? Tell them. Yes, yes, yes. You were Andrew, mate. You were Andrew. What's going Andrew. on? The, listen, we get fresh listeners, so maybe they don't know you yet. But for those that have been listening for a while, you you remember Anu. Uh, definitely one of our, our our most comedic and you know and just passionate Chelsea. Like you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. So does Jay. Um, and we have a lot to talk about because it's not looking good right now for Chelsea. Um, and I'm gonna start off just because. I want to get them used to your voice again, Anu. So I just want to, I want to let you, let us know where you're at with Chelsea right now. Just, just give us a little rant. It doesn't have to be just too much, just an opening rant. So they just get used to your voice again. No, well, it's mad because you brought me out of retirement, man. I think I, <laughs> I think I, what did I do? I think I messaged you a couple, whenever the last time I did, I was like, you know what? Taking a back seat. Yeah. I've got some family things coming up. Got some work things coming up. I'm kind of done for a while. 
you said, don't worry, you'll be back. And, then, <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't think I spoke to you again. But then you messaged me today and you said, are you available? Hmm. I said, you know what? That PE teacher is going to bring me out of time. He had to. So listen, um, it's dark. It's dark, dark days for Chelsea, man. I, I, I can't remember it being this dark, mate. Like, even when we had no expectations as a Chelsea fan. Listen, I'm 31 years old, so I've been seeing us before that, before everyone gets on the bandwagon, oh, the Obama Richard, I've been seeing us before those days. So, but this is just, this is toxic. And it's sadly toxic due to one individual. And and I don't really know, when you when you want me to rant, I listen, I don't know how long we have. It's just we're being led into failure now. What point does one just need to cut your losses, mate? Cut your losses, and and I'm sure we're going to get into the factors of why we're like this, and yeah. Um, yeah. we're going to get into factors of breaking it down. But just a ge- my general summary of the situation is just it's just dark and it's just toxic, and it just needs to stop. The bleeding needs to stop right now because the club is 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 at rock bottom. And it's sad to say, it's not even like banterous. It's just sad to say, like you don't, you lose the love of this, the sport. You don't want to. I can't remember last time I watched match of the day. I can't tell you what's going. I can't put it on. I can't watch match of the day. I can't watch highlights. What highlights am I watching? What I put on YouTube. What am I seeing? What 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 am I putting on? Putting on us walking out. I can't. I can't even. I put on the news, the Twitter news. Even just simple news this week of us training, it looks miserable. Oh. What is going on? The, the whole club from top to bottom is rotten and it's not making sense because it doesn't make sense. But listen, as I said, I've got I've got time. I've got time today. Um everything's on hold for this podcast. <laughs> but um yeah, it's good to be back. It's definitely right. good to be back. Cheers, Dan. That's it. Perfect. So you're used to Annie's voice. And do you know what? We've got the good balance. Because as I said before, um, not in a delusional way, but Jay, you just see, you've got a different perspective on this this whole thing. And I, I haven't checked in with you for a while because I know that things can change and you're open to change. So tell us where you're at. We just had Anu. It's dark, dark times for him. As a Chelsea fan, I'm sure you're hurting. But sometimes... Things are like, do you know, like it's a short term thing and maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel and maybe Potter is that guy to lead us through the light. I don't know. He's not for me. But Jay, I'm going to pass the torch to you or the baton or whatever it is. Let us know what your thoughts, your current state thoughts on Potter is and the whole kind of Chelsea thing right now. Um, yeah, like for me, I think like I, don't, I don't know how many people used to watch Brighton before, like in terms of when Potter was there, but. Um, from when he first came into the league, it just seemed like a lot of things were were quite slow with him, like in terms of like him getting his way across, him changing the style of play from that relegation side that he took on from from Chris Hutton to to the side that he most recently left at the beginning of the season. And for me, I just think Chelsea Chelsea fans are so used to seeing established managers come in. And normally with those established managers, they they have their their core principles, they have their ways of doing things, they're quite straight to the point. They don't mind deviating away from maybe something that they believe in to kind of maybe follow a different kind of um style of play just for a short term 
to get wins because you know they're just experienced like that. They know how to adapt to situations. And I think, and I think me personally, I think Potter. I I don't think he wants to to do any of that. I don't think he wants to try a different style. I don't think he wants to come with any kind of pragmatic sort of way just to get short term results. I feel like if he's like this is a new time under owners, and I think with these owners, it's not just Potter that fans are struggling with. Because as much as fans love all the signings that Todd has made and all of that, they're also struggling with the whole new ownership. We've got a whole Jay, we've got a whole bowly section. So let's let's get back to Potter, but I agree. We'll get we'll get to yeah, the yeah. So, yeah. so not touching too much on that, but like just generally everything's new. So this this whole thing for me is is a lot of it is based on potential. A lot of it is based on potential. Like I look at everywhere I look, all I see is just young, 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 young. That's all that's all I keep hearing. That seems like that's 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 the buzzword at the moment for it, like in and around Chelsea, young, fresh, new faces. And for me, I I do believe in Potter mainly because I, I've seen him coach a team to a to a level where they can walk out on the pitch, bop a team off the park like Arsenal, whether they win, lose, or draw, I, I've seen him coach a team able to do that. And so for me to give up on somebody like that in six months, that's just not something I would do because I'm not going to watch a team do that. To They've not just done it to Arsenal. They've done it to Man United. They've gone to City and give them a game. And, you know, City, obviously, they've got so much quality that, yeah, they probably do end up winning the game. But, but so many times people have walked away from the game and gone, right, like Brighton fucking, they could have like, got something from that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I just feel like the, the owners have seen, like, they've seen that. And they believe that giving him better resources in terms of like the players and stuff like that, yeah. even though it hasn't happened now, they believe that giving them, giving him that over time, he can get to a level where he is doing better than what he done at Brighton. Now, yeah. nobody's saying it's a guaranteed thing. And I think, I think this is what a lot of the fans keep doing. It's like, if you're giving Potter time, it means that you think he's going to go on to be Pep. No, that's, that's not what anybody's saying. But, what we do need to do is we need to find out if it is a thing where if he does have enough time, he can coach a team to play the way he wants them to play. You're never you're never gonna time? find out. How much time, Jay? How much time are you saying? I, I'm I'm saying bare minimum you give him until the beginning of next season, where he's had his preseason, he's he's gotten rid of the 33 players that we have in this squad that he's he's consistently trying to balance and keep happy he's already made like four or five big choices already like he's, he's made people make out that Potter hasn't made big big decisions already but he's already left the Bamiyang out of the Champions League squad he's he's hardly starting him in, in games for Chelsea already he's benched Mason Mount now looks like Mason Mount might not even be, be a starter for Spurs do you understand like everybody thinks he might be but so far Potter's looking it's looking like Potter might not even choose him for Spurs and then it's like you look at you look at players like Lewis Hall earlier on in the season, benched his own player Cucurella for for Lewis Hall. Like Kulabali got shafted the other day for Baliashile, and now Baliashile is a starter. Like I think what people want from Potter is for him to do a load of like a, there's a bag of stuff that needs to be done to this squad, and to expect him to do every single thing that you want, including being this goon that they want him to be in the press in the press conferences. <laughs> like, like talk, about the press, talk about the press because 
Uh, yeah, because it's, it's just an absolutely bizarre angle for me. Like, I, I just think, like, yeah, I get it. We, we're used to the villains of Chelsea. We're used to being the villain in the whole, you know, in the whole soap opera kind of thing where really we're, we're like everybody hates and all of this stuff. But, but for me, like, this is just different. This is who Potter is. Like, just because he's not like that doesn't mean that he can't fucking coach a team to win. Like, he can do that without having to to be the guy that's shouting at people and shouting for penalty penalty decisions that are not going to get changed regardless. It's like, it's just a, such a bizarre angle for me, honestly. Like, it really jars me. Like, I, I hate that that angle when people right. talk about, oh, he's not angry enough and he's not this. Okay. And right. when I saw the other day, that was the last straw for me. When I saw that guy asking the question, um, do you ever get angry? I just knew from there that the angle was just bizarre because, like, you just don't ask a, like you just don't ask a human being that question. It's just it's ridiculous. I, I saw an athletic report about how many times he's got angry behind this. <laughs> it's all crazy. Um, I'm gonna. There's a few things I want to touch on, but Anu, you just heard all of that. You're on the opposite side of the fence. Did any of what Jay say touch you? Did any of what Jay say move you thinking? Actually, do you know what? Maybe I'm harsh. Maybe we should give him time. No, absolutely nothing struck me <laughs> with um, maybe it's a given time. Um, the reason being is because as a Chelsea fan, we've kind of grown up now on this formula of what works, right? And yes, that was the Abramovich era, I understand that, but that was an era that brought success. I know we have new ownership now, and I understand maybe you might counter it in that point. But one of the first things you said was um, we we he's I think you said we brought in an established manager or he's not an established manager that we sorry you said he's not an established manager that we typically bring in yeah automatically that is the first red flag to me why have we brought in someone that's not an established manager to manage an established club that is used to winning constantly Mm. so automatically we've started off wrong the offset something's worked we've got a formula that worked we've now got the complete opposite and you're now expecting the fans to react differently how does it make sense? Well, we're not we're not a, a developing club. He shouldn't use this as his gap year, bro. He shouldn't use this as his work experience because he's developing. So we have to develop with him. We haven't got time for that. We haven't right. got time for that. We're an established club. We want an established manager. So that was the first mistake they made. You then mentioned his style. What it's taking time for him to bring his style in. What is the style that he's bringing in? Is it the possession base that he learned from Martinez and Swansea? Was that is that it? The Martinez that's flopping all over international football. What is the style? Because I haven't seen the style. He's had more than enough time to portray his managerial style on a team. Yes, there have been players that a lot of players that have come in, but these players aren't. Kids, these players aren't, these players are ballers, right? These players didn't get bad overnight. There's no way it's taken this long to put your ideas on the players. I, I don't know the style. You, This is what I need to ask you, Jay. Like, what is the style that you're seeing and the style that beat Arsenal one time that we're clinging on to? That we're it's not, not about beating, but it's not about beating the teams, bro. Like this is the this is what I think people are like. I'm, I'm not even saying beat the team. I'm saying what's the start? I'm not even saying result. I've so got so with result. Potter, with with Potter, a lot of the time with Brighton, yeah. Like I've I've read a lot about like what 
what he tried to coach at, not what he tried to coach at Brighton, what he coached, coached at Brighton and what he's currently trying to do now with Chelsea. And a lot of a lot of Potter's style in terms of the way he wants to play, yeah, it is like there's a lot of it that is possession based, but his his overall philosophy is that he doesn't just like his main eleven to be the to be like it doesn't have to be just perfect with the 11. It has to be perfect with the squad in terms of how he plays because he doesn't mind rotating one. And two, he doesn't really stay with a fixed formation in-game majority of the time. So, like, it won't just be like a like a rigid 3-4-3 three, three, like you might get with an Antonio Conte where you very rarely see, like, the formation change. Do you understand? Like, with Tuchel, we saw it a little bit where he would be in a three, but sometimes he could go to a four. Do you know what I'm saying? And it could change. But like with Potter, I think what he wants to do, it's a little bit more attacking. It's not, it's not as def- um, it's not as defensive as other managers. And I think it involves a lot of intricate play in the final third. So when you're trying to when you're trying to coach this, and when it involves a lot of players moving around, we'll, like I'm not going to talk about the injuries in terms of the injuries themselves being an issue, but the injuries themselves are being an issue in terms of having to chop and change your team and try and coach all these things all at the same time. I feel like sometimes when you're trying to do this in a short space of time, you need your you need your best players available. And I think that was the first and I think that was the first thing. I think that was the first thing for me that kind of hindered Potter's Potter's progress with Chelsea because he's he's trying to he's trying to integrate all these players right into the team and he's trying to coach them to he's trying to coach a way that's probably not that easy to grasp early on. Do you understand? Especially when you, you haven't played with these players like for a long time. And we're but talking Jermaine, about I would even... say to you, Jermaine, I would say to you, but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And I hear Because even this new team, Anu, just before you finish, even this new team that we've just brought in, yeah, people keep saying, oh, but they're not they're not bad players overnight and blah blah blah. First thing is, yeah, none of them are fucking established. Let's just get that straight, yeah. Because these players are good players, facts. They're good players. But none of these players, it would you know when you come over to the Premier League. Whatever clout you had from from Germany, from Italy, whatever, mm. it, it it doesn't matter. And we've seen that. And when people and when people keep saying, "Oh, but we've got all these good players," we're Chelsea fans. The audacity for us to even say that. The audacity. The amount of big players we've had come here. The amount of big players we've had come here and flop is the the log. The list is long. All right, list cool. is long. Okay, cool. I know. I, let me just quickly give Anu. Let me just give Anu. What did you want to ask? And then I want to bring it in. No, I'm just trying to say, I see what you're saying. I do hear you, Jay, but I'm like, why is the style or what he's trying to implement making these players worse? And I'm not even talking about the players who have come in. I'm talking about the players who were in the Prem. I'm not even a Mount fan and Mount's got worse. All these players have got worse. And that's what I'm just saying. Something is broken. You said Mount... Uh, it's Mount, Mount's become a worse player. Um, well, Kabali wasn't great anyway. Um, you're you're cheeky for using the Mount as an example, by the way. You're very cheeky. Okay, but no, but let's let's continue. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Um, all right, all right. Well, Sterling. No, but these players are getting worse. Sterling's getting worse overnight. Um, okay, all right, cool. You've given, you've given you've given two examples. Let me bring it in. Let me bring it in. Okay, okay. Let's 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 refocus. We're talking about Potter. It's good. We've got two people on the opposite side of the spectrum. It's cool. Um, you're well represented. Whoever you're listening to, you're probably going to be put out or give Potter time. So you're well represented. With you got Jay, you got Anu, right? Now here's the thing. I'm tr- going to be try to be objective. I'm going to try and ask some questions now. 
Jay, you kind of mentioned that he had to deal with injuries and he had to chop and change because of the injuries. But with the injuries and so many people out, he had a smaller squad to work with, right? Um, now everyone's back. That Now people are saying, oh, actually, there's too many players. And so now it's difficult for him because there's too many players. Now, as a manager, it's very seldom you're going to get the kind of Goldilocks zone of the perfect amount of players. Now, he couldn't handle it when there was injuries. And look, injuries is difficult to handle. But obviously now where there's loads more players, that's difficult to handle. Is that something that is actually um, not an indictment, but that's a negative on Potter? Because, look, there are going to be times when we've got too many players. There are going to be times when we've got injuries. And I know he's new to the squad and we have to do, we definitely definitely have to layer in the context. He didn't come in at the beginning of the season. He didn't have a preseason. He took over mm-hmm. a squad where Tuchel kind of spent loads of money, didn't have his players and he's settling in. But injuries found it difficult to cope with that. And we do layer in the context, his, he just came in. So it's almost like, you know, straight into the fire. Um when the squad comes back, and like you said, he's made difficult decisions already with Aubameyang, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm a little less forgiven around that one, just because, like you said, he's made some tough decisions. So if you're gonna make some tough decisions, why not just go the whole hog and just limit? Do you know what I'm saying? Because we've seen a random game, Ziyech starts on the right just after we tried to sell him, and then the, the other game when Anu was like Mount's playing worse. Mountain is now playing on the left wing. And as Chelsea fans, obviously, we've seen Mount play left wing before. We know it's not pretty. And so it's like we've got actual left wingers, but Mount starting left wing, right? And if it's for me, like you said, you said that he's made the uh, big decisions. Mount's not playing, but then Mount comes in and starts again. And so, like, the tough decision is to make a decision saying, okay, cool, Mount, you're not playing. Now, if you do that, because I've spoken before when like Lampard, ISIS people out and all that type of stuff, then you're committing saying that, listen, we're going to sell that player. But it does seem like, and he has to manage the squad because these players are going to stick around and we're already seeing people feeding stuff to the media. Yeah. But I'm less forgiven about this whole, he's got 33 players to deal with. You was complaining when everyone was injured. Now everyone's back. You've got your chance to make your choice. So I'm less forgiven of that. What do you say to that? But he's but he's not really tried to rotate recently though, and that's why I say to that because I, I say that ZH, ZH started the ZH was about to sell ZH and then he started the next game. There was massive contact to that. There was massive contact to the ZH thing though because if you remember, just after that we had the Champions League game right, and we had and we had the registering issue, and we had to choose between Felix, um, Mudrik, and Madueke, yeah, and we didn't register Madueke. That means that means that we didn't, and Sterling got injured as well in that time. Yeah. yeah, remember that. So we we are we are literally left with only right one one right winger, and that was the right winger that we that was almost out the door. And what I'm trying to say to you is, once you realize your situation, you do well to manage that. Now really? nobody would wait, 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 nobody... wait, wait, wait. Let me just just chime in. Felix can play on the right. And um, Felix played there before. He can play on the right. Yeah, but he... yeah, but that's that's but be it, he can play there. But Potter wanted him to play in his best position, and I don't I don't begrudge him for that. So that's so 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 my thing is I'm not gonna get onto him because he wanted to play Felix in his best position, who's been our most probably our, our best player since coming in. So I'm not gonna begrudge him for that. Oh, if he's got oh, a right winger, if he's got a right winger that he yeah. can play, hold on. If he's got and a right winger, winning. Winger, so you you can't begrudge, but he's making these decisions and it's not coming off. So regardless, no, but, no, but, no, but what in when um when ZX played what what Champions League game was, was it that he played against Dortmund, right? Yeah, Dortmund. No, yeah. We didn't, we didn't play bad against Dortmund, though. 
But I don't. So, so my thing is this: regardless of it, all I'm just trying to say is, you make your decisions. And so now Ziyech, and look again, I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong. I'm just saying in terms of that you've got the choice now of loads of players. Obviously, there's like you kind of rightly mentioned, the squad. It's a bit of a mess. We're going to get onto the board later. There's there's people that are that can play the Champions League. There's people that can't. I don't know the details in terms of whether ZH could have been swapped out for someone or whatever, and or maybe they've kept him in because of this whole right wing thing. The whole I have to play Felix there again. That's a really assumption. I've seen Felix play really well, and don't forget, like with Matter, just because you played on him right doesn't mean you stick there coming off and all that type of stuff. But all I'm saying is, I for me personally, I've got more. Uh, even with the injury stuff, it's a smaller squad. I think as a manager, I prefer to work with a small squad, but everybody wants to use that as, a, as an excuse. But all I was going to say, though, now, and now, and now there's this bigger squad, and now it's another thing. So I'm just trying to say, it's like, what is it? The goalie lock zone? No, but so, what I was going to say is, like, with his squad recently, he was trying to get some consistency with Enzo and, and RLC yeah. for like two or three games. But then, um, obviously, where Cover come back, and obviously, like, Cover's going to still be an important player this season. So he's probably given minutes against um, Palace. Not Palace, sorry. He's probably given minutes against Southampton. Yeah. Um, I know an article come out after saying that, you know, we wanted a few players rested. Because a lot of these players have still also come back from injury. Reese James, Reese James, reason why he got injured the other... Uh, reason reason why he got injured not so long ago was because he got rushed back. When he got rushed back, Potter got blasted for it. Potter then rested James for Southampton, straight away, without anybody knowing any context as to why he got rested, straight away, on to Potter, blasting him. But okay, they were... But James, 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 but no, no, let me say something. No, 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 no. Wait, all awesome, this man. one... No, let me say, let me say. All this one is story, bro. It's, it's, it's mad. It's mad because the only squad in our last few games that has been better than us has been City. Irrespective of the injuries, irrespective of the squad we have available, the squad we did not have available. They should have all been wins. So all this one... That oh, no, no, I'm not saying we should have won that. All this one that we try to justify, the squad that we had wait, available... Wait, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. Look at this though. I knew, I knew. No, we're not talking about wins, though, Anu. We're just talking about, like, how he's trying to get consistency or not. I'm trying to say that in the midfield, he was trying to do something with RLC and Enzo at the time. And then he was also trying to form a partnership with Silver and Badishile, where they'd... They played three or four games in a row. They got three clean sheets in a row, and he was and he was trying to form that partnership. And then with with Chile and Cucurella, Cucurella we all saw was having a really bad time, right? Chile comes back from injury. Chilwell comes back from injury. Yeah, he plays Chilwell, but like I'm I'm not going to get onto him for playing Chilwell because Cucurella's literally going through a bad time. If if you yeah, ask any fan at the time, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. ask any fan at the time if if Cucurella should 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 um like should should be Taken out for for Chilwell, a lot of fans would have said yes. I don't, because I don't care what the fans say. No, 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 but I'm just saying. I'm just I know, saying. I, that I hear you. I just let, let, me, let me just come in. Let me, let me just come in. Let me just come here. Look, when these players come back, again, again, he had injuries. Your players come back. You make your decision, saying actually, Kovacic is my main player. Those type of changes is fine. I feel like that's fine. Okay, um, but my my thing is this. Um, yeah. Well, I can't remember what I was going to say, Jay. I can't. I was trying to come in for so long. I can't remember what I was going to say. But any, anyway, listen. Uh, momentum, momentum. Yeah, momentum. Like, like you said at the beginning of this, he 
likes to rotate. That's what we when Anu asked you about his style, you said he likes to change formation, he likes to change players. So there has to be a degree of accepting that's just part of Potter's style. And you even you even said that yourself. Um, yeah. We talked about time. You said to the beginning of the next season, but you can't sack him at the beginning of the next season. Once you give him to next season, you give him money. You got you got to give him longer than that, right? So I'm saying, yeah, yeah, what part of the season next season are you saying? Okay, it's fair. He's had enough time. Me, for me personally, for, for me personally, if you if you gave him, say for example, in the first, because uh, he's had the whole of this season, right, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, if so in terms of getting to know your players, let's just say even if it's the new players, he's had he's gonna have at least half the season, like twenty odd games, you know, to know who he wants to play, where they play, where they're effective, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In preseason, for me, that's your time to, like solidify what formation it is you're, you're, that you're going to go with for the majority of the time. If you are going to change formation in game, you'd sort that out in preseason as well. And you, you'd make that, you'd make that um, thing. If, the, if in the first 10 games, you're not seeing any kind of difference to last season in terms of consistency and in terms of results and in terms of like getting closer to what Potter wants, do you understand in terms of what he when you wants. say consistency, what do you mean by consistency though? Consistency in terms of like, so your games are going like similar ways in terms of like, if if it, it shouldn't be like, for example, we played well against Dortmund, then we went to Southampton, first half, it looked a complete contrast of what okay. we saw. Oh, would, you agree, like, would you agree that results are king? So even if like the game, yeah, yeah. as long as you're getting good results, then that's going to keep him in the job, right? But yeah, yeah, probably. How bad, how bad, does it have to get before then where we cut the ties for you? So you're saying that ideally we give him up until like 10 games into next season, but where do we say cut cut it, cut the, pro- cut the project? How bad does it need to get before then um, for you for you to say, let's cut it? I, I think if, if us not winning games is boiling down to is boiling down to to the way we're playing generally as a team, then you that, that I don't I don't think it's mad to to start saying oh you know I don't we don't think he's the guy, but if I'm still seeing us if I'm seeing us for example dominate games, make make you know getting I don't know ten to fifteen shots with with seven on target and shit, and they're getting cleared off the line and all of that, I'm not sure, like at that point I'm not sure. If every let's just say five six games go like that in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow we draw those games or whatever. Like I just think you got to look at those games objectively because there is no way you're going to be looking. At them. There's no way. There's no way you're going to be looking at them games because because say for example like the finishing the finishing product problem that we've had it stretches further than than just Potter. Do you understand? Okay, but- but, all right, yeah, so cool. I don't want to get, so get away from the point. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, we, if, we, if we're doing a thing where we're still dominating games and making and creating chances better than we ever have done, then that's still a step forward. But the thing is, if we're not finishing, it's going to be an issue, isn't it? So all right, all it's, right. not to, it's not going to breed the results that we want. So, to so, so for you, it's it has to be, it's not necessarily results. It's, it has to be we're not creating chances and we're not doing enough to win games and on the balance yeah, like moving defensive at home all that kind of stuff like on, sitting on, back and on, on the balance of play you're saying that on the balance of play as long as we're ex- we should have won the games then that's fine because at this point it's still early because at, I, just let me know if I, what i'm saying is correct at this point it's still early 
to sack a manager where actually on a balance of play, we should be winning games. It's just the rub of the green. And maybe we just don't have one of the final pieces in terms of someone that can finish. Is that poss- possibly. And I think also as well, I think, um, I, don't, I, don't, I think sometimes we've looked a little bit too vulnerable at times, isn't it? And, I, and I'd expect that to, I'd expect that to change as well. Like we've, got a, we've got a second best defensive numbers in the league though. So we have, we, I have, that, we have. I hear that, but it's just not, in terms of us conceding, it's not as important as the fact that we ain't scoring goals. Um, and that's why we're getting loads of draws, um, but with loads of losses as well, which is which is very scary. Um, yeah. I want to bring it back to Anu. Um, so you kind of said something in terms of why would we hire a manager that doesn't kind of have the experience? Do you know what I'm saying? And, and trying to use us as like an apprenticeship. Um, one thing that I've been saying is that when you look at um, even Arteta, who I know lots of people are on his dick now, yeah. Uh, but I, I said from the beginning, I see the potential in him. And I, Mies was on me, and rightfully so, he just wanted to really understand, what do you see? Because we talked about Lampard and Arteta, and I said, I said, I see Arteta being a top manager. I don't see Lampard being a top manager. He said, how do you know you don't have much evidence? I was like, we're in the game of analysis, right? And the whole point of us having analysis is we have to make calls before it becomes obvious. And I'm just saying, from my kind of history watching football, I feel like I know the DNA of a good manager. Um, and it's interesting because obviously I've done the same thing when we had Potter and I knew little about Potter. So I'm always curious. I'm always open. And I don't like to make judgments until I see people up close. But from what I saw of Arteta, I was I saw someone that had the potential, not necessarily now done, had the potential to be a, a good coach. But also one of the factors, the reason why I talk about that is that he has been part of a coaching team that is expected to win week in, week out. Because that's I feel like that's a, a different kind of beast. So you can be like a manager, like... For instance, Moyes, who, if we kind of look at Potter and Moyes, I'm not saying they're the same manager, but for Moyes, Moyes showed a lot of good potential um, at Everton before he got the Man United job. And there was always people saying, when is he going to get given a big job? When is he going to get given a big job? And for I saw, what I saw from Moyes is someone that, yes, the team was playing some good football with McGraverson days and 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 I can't remember uh, I can't remember the other guys, but so he had two bald guys and Radzinski and all that type of stuff. Um, but what you would see is they wasn't able to maintain form, so they was able to kind of go on good runs, but also bad runs, right? And it was like that was the pattern season after season. And I was like, you should probably go and manage, even if you was to go to the Scottish League because you're a Scotsman, or if you was to make the move that most people don't do and go to Europe, go to Holland or whatever. But have that, develop that discipline of having to win week in, week out. And what I, I was saying for like a Arteta, he's already been around that with Man City. He was part of, he wasn't just like an onlooker. He Even Pep said he was proper in it. Knowing being in that. And ETH, ETH Ericton Hogg, he had that at Ajax. And I think with Potter coming to Chelsea, Yes, you can say you can see good football, etc. But him going on stretches of not winning at Brighton and you know, him having the patience to build a team at Brighton, that's completely different to the demands and the pressures of being at a, a club where you're expected to win week in, week out. Now, I know you kind of just said that, like when Jay was kind of doing his analysis, um, you were saying this is part of part of the problem. Now, we've seen like with Moyes at Man United, like Man United are, I think, a, a really good case study. Because Man United had a great manager in Sir Alex Ferguson. And then it was almost like they believed the infrastructure and they believed too much in the wave of Manchester United. 
and that they didn't necessarily need to have that top coach that was just, you know, uh, a sore loser that was, you know, really chasing. This is just my perspective. It's not necessarily the truth, but this is why I see it. And so they tried Moyes, um, didn't work out. People say wasn't big enough, didn't have the aura. Um, I think we saw the same thing with Ole. Um, obviously, they have had ma different managers in between, but I, I think especially like, um, I can't remember if Van Hal picked any trophies up. Mourinho picked some trophies up. They, he finished second with them. He obviously didn't stay for long. But my question is to you first, Anu, um, do you see, like, are you already done with Potter because you kind of see him as someone that will never be like a top manager? Like, or do you just feel like you're... Um, at Chelsea, we need someone to win now. Or so, that, so that either you kind of see it as you don't want him to kind of develop at Chelsea, but you still see him as potential, or you're you're completely you just don't think he'll become a top manager ever. It's it's it, so I'd say, but it's a bit of both in my opinion. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I haven't really shared. I firstly don't think he even had the CV credentials to be. Um to even be thrown upon this job. I don't think he, he was the right man in general. Um, and that is because I was a strong believer that we had the right manager in the first place. So that's um, slightly off topic, but yes. Uh, secondly, I don't, as you mentioned, Dan, I don't think he has the potential to even improve as a manager I think the job's too big for him sadly to the point where I think the players are too big for him I think the job's too big for, I think players are too big for him I think the job's too big for him I think expectations are too big for him I think he, you see him crumbling in front of you in terms of maybe not even the interviews but just in terms of on on the sideline um, you, you, you feel it around you can definitely feel it around the club vibes you can definitely you could you could definitely see it and obviously ultimately see it in terms of results. Um so I think to answer your question both, I what don't about, think what about Arteta? So Arteta is a So yeah, I was gonna so I was gonna that was what I was gonna do. I was gonna also come back to that and say, I'll be honest with you, when Arsenal had that poor spell towards the end of last season where they didn't make the Champions League and they fumbled it, I would have also said get Arteta out as well. So I'm not going to be so that isn't I'll be honest to put my hands up and say I didn't see that he would come through the other end of right. it. But you made a, ma a very good point in terms of he's been around winning environments mm -hmm. that has seen trophies be won or what it takes to win, and um, that is that is a very good point. And I and again, Potter has never seen that. Do you know what I mean? Potter's that what's going to think he's going to see it now. But so I agree with you, Dan, on that point. Um, Okay. All right. And, Jake, and, and oh, yeah. yeah, Jake. So I'll come to you on that. So essentially, um, I think Alexis, he put up a stat of his winning percentages because I, I don't I don't know his background too tough. But um, from the percentages, at least it, it looks like he's never kind of ever kind of like for a top club. You, it's not even like half the game is winning. Like you, that's not good enough. It's got to be like at least two thirds or whatever. But he's never kind of kind of hit the percentages that a Chelsea would need to compete um, for the league. So is, is that a worry? And um, you said earlier, you said that just because you want to give him time doesn't mean that you feel like he's going to definitely become the next Ferguson or whatever. But I want to know where your percentage is at in terms of 
how, uh, how much do you believe in him in terms of that he's going to be? I, I, I fully, I fully think that he's going to improve. I think he's going to improve massively. But that improve, I'm not even talking about improve. I'm talking because you can improve but still not be good enough. Oh, you think he's not going to? Uh, in terms of him being good enough to to get us where to get us to a title. To be good enough, not just to get us to a title. Jay, but, Jay, but... Jay, 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 to be good enough to keep us in the Premier League, mate. Because the <laughs> point we're on now, this is relegation, big man. You can make them prove. Bro, listen, you can make them jokes, but you already kept Brighton in the Premier League. Yeah, bro, I mean, are you relax, relax, Just relax. Table, relax. Relax. Let's relax. Relax. Jay, 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 let me ask you the, let me ask you the question then. So at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, um I, I hear what you're saying about the percent the percentages and stuff like that, but like if we are going off results as well, that results go all the way down to where you finish in the table. And at the end of the day, last, last I think what his highest finish with Brighton was ninth, coming off the back of a team that was pretty much destined to go down at one point. So for 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 Potter at the moment, in terms of he's he obviously he's got to improve as a coach anyway. And I think he was I think he was brought in for that. I think he was brought in because they feel like he can improve. They've they've said it even when they've appointed him. Do you understand that there's massive potential there? They feel like he can grow grow into the manager to 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 be to be a winning manager here at Chelsea. So I think, for me personally, I'm I'm um, convinced that he can get himself to a top level. I'm I'm not one of them guys that thinks he's never going to get there just right, because cool. of, but, just because of but, where he's been at Bayern. But you you kind of mentioned. Because like they've already said it themselves, they believe they've made some mistakes already because they've done a lot of work since they've come in. Um, and like with a player, it's easy to say, All right, cool, this is not working, let's bench this guy, let's bench this guy. The manager could have been a mistake as well. The what they I, said, I think they mainly really mainly with summer, though. Say again, I think they mean mainly with the summer. No, 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 I'm not even saying what they're saying, I'm just saying like the fact that they, they've made mistakes. And when you make a mistake with a player, it means you can still make a mistake with the manager. And it's just a different kind of game because with players, there's many of them. So coming out and saying, Do you know what? You can take this player out for a while because they need a while to kind of acclimatize. You can't take a manager out of the firing line. So that's just one thing. But also, when they kind of hired Potter, they said they like the fact that he's going to bring a winning culture and he's going to develop the team whilst winning. So it wasn't even like saying in the future, et cetera, et cetera. But with like I've seen the kind of comparison to their American franchise. Apparently they got a, a manager in, they stuck by him. They got him in like 2012 or whatever. And then it didn't start off well, but they stuck by him. And in 2015 or 2017, like five years later, they started winning. My, my thing is, um, but like fo- football is a bit different because the fans will turn, especially like if things don't get better. But um, yeah, you so with the Potter thing, you kind of see like he will be a top man. Like you said, he improved, which isn't the question. My kind of question was, do you think he'll be at a level where he's going to be like competing with the Klops and the, all of the? Yeah, most, I, yeah I think like, he can. I think he can because because like I said at the beginning, at the very beginning, like if he can get if he can get his team at Brighton to get to a level where they are they're what they're on the pitch and. It's not a thing where you're looking at them and you're saying, "Oh, they're gonna get, they're gonna get steamrolled here, like they're gonna get absolutely annihilated here," or, "Oh, uh, like they haven't come here to park the bus, but they're they're literally out there playing football. They're going head to head. They they they're going head to head with the big teams. Hear, they, they came they came to they came to Stamford Bridge last I season. They, but, that, that yeah. World class too cool. Like like no, but hear, hear what I'm saying. They came to Stamford Bridge last season. Yeah, world class too cool versus 
versus PE teacher Graham Potter. And there was there was like there wasn't it wasn't a thing where you're watching a match and it's like stark differences. Do you understand? So okay, if so can, I, can do that with a lesser team, eventually yeah, but, over time he oh, can do Jay, it with a bigger team. But Jay, like Brighton, people are buying their players. So when it comes down to with, with analysis, the whole reason why analysis is a thing is because a lot of things, it's not just easy. You can't, it's not just about one person. This is a team thing. There's so many different factors that are all kind of mixing together, which is why you can get a player like a Lukaku and he's doing well under Conte into Milan. You bring him to Chelsea, it's a whole new environment. And so you can't just, like with the Brighton thing, Brighton's doing well, but it's not necessarily about one man. So I, I'm not I'm not trying to discredit Potter as well, but when they're still playing well now, and when everybody wants their players, and when you can see clearly they're buying good players, it's it's not necessarily just part of the manager. Like a lot of these players are wanted by a lot of the top teams, and so it's not like he was working with scrubs. Um, and that's again not to disrespect Potter, but it's also to say that yeah, like they were doing well, and yeah, they played against Chelsea the same way. Like a Southampton had Van Dijk and Mane and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And you can see, oh yeah, they were playing well against teams. Yeah, well they had good players. Yeah, they were just you know, at the beginning of their stories in the Premier League. Um, There's one thing that's consistent with all of that, though, as well, though. And you're right. It is a thing of a collective thing. And I've said this as well about the whole project. I've said this about the whole of the Chelsea thing, which is what a lot of people seem to kind of like, just not like they don't want to do it. And with Brighton, it took time. It didn't happen straight away. Brighton were not always... Brighton were not always this well run. Do you understand? They were not always this well run. They were not always this good. And we know we know they've come from different levels. My thing is, yes, we are Chelsea. And yes, we don't have the same time as Brighton to build and all of this thing. But at the end of the day, we still have to give a, a decent amount of time for things to change. Like that's that's just a general rule, even just generally when you're doing things like Look, that. You I, can't, you the can't time is fine. We're not discussing the time at this point. We're, still, we're just kind of discussing Potter. I think we had that time discussion already. We're just... I'm no, just, but I'm just saying everything pulling together though. It's like, it's, I, it's all... Because you I, mentioned that it's not just Potter. It's the guys above but, me. It's so so my, my, thing, my thing is this. My thing is this. Let's say, um, for argument's sake, um, you have a manager and this is not Potter for argument's sake, you have a manager that um, with really good players, um, he can't keep them consistently winning. So, like, you've got really good squad, but, you know, they go on runs, but then he can't kind of keep them motivated to keep that winning thing. And so... Sounds like Klopp. Say it again? It sounds like Klopp right now. Not really, because Klopp's shown already that he's been able to... Like, no, I'm saying like he's had them winning, but now all of a sudden it's like they're no, just but he's, he's, he's shown that he can he's shown that he can win week in, week out. Like so this so, manager that you're talking about hasn't won. Yeah, yeah. So all I'm saying is we've got a manager here, yeah, and he's manager yeah. the club, they've got talented players, but he's never shown where he could just win week in, week in, week out. But to well, be fair, again, they've done some winning, they've done some not. And then again, you take that manager, you put him into a top club. So, like for I'll, I'll give an example, I'll put a name to the example. Um, with Moyes at Manchester United, it goes. To, it comes from Everton. Um, they again. It's when you're not at a top club. It's so, like you get a lot of praise for just going on runs, but at the same time, when you go to a top club, it's less forgiving. You can't just go on runs. You have to maintain, right? And so all I'm saying, because um, we can abandon the analogy, but all I'm saying is that 
Potter doing well at Brighton, even Potter kind of getting ninth with these good players, that doesn't necessarily mean he's got the minerals to sustain a club at the top level yet. Maybe he can learn it, but you kind of, it's, it's a different ball game. You can't, you're not going to get praise for just going in a run and then going in a bad run. You have to be able to sustain them and compete. And that means winning week in, week out. And it's not even just the league, it's the Champions League, et cetera, et cetera. And so far, it remains yet to be seen. But we can move on for the Potter stuff because we spent a long time on it. I, we probably needed to. And we, we say we'll talk about the board. So with the board, um, you said that they probably should be complicit. Um, obviously, like, a lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people are complaining. The people that I've seen that have really been shitting on Jorginho, a lot of people complaining that they sold him to Arsenal and then, they should have kept him and all that type of stuff. And the Jorginho came out saying that actually talking to them, he could see that they didn't want to give him a future here. So that's why he decided to leave. But he would have been happy to sign on. Obviously, he stayed in London. He likes London. So they've obviously made that decision to move on. Um, we've obviously made that decision to back Tuchel and spend all that money um, and then sack him. And obviously made the decision to back uh, Potter, spend all this money. They haven't sacked him yet. If they do sack him, that's a big L. Um, because that's two managers that they've backed, not just in terms of keeping them on, but with big money, and then sacked. Um, so they've signed like all of these players. I'm hearing links to Neymar. Let's speculation, speculation. But we've just signed a Mudric for 100 million. Neymar plays on the left too. Uh, Gary Neville's been criticizing them, saying that they seem like a kid in the chat. Stop it, short. And at that, at first, I'll be honest, I refuted it. I was saying. It's too early for you to say that. Just like, how, how do you know what's going on behind the scenes? However, right now, it, it is kind of seem, seeming a little bit chaotic. Um, Andrew, I haven't heard your thoughts on Bowley and the new board, so you can um, open it up. What do you think of what they've done so far? Um, I think I'll first say, like, we're grateful to have owners like Bowley, in my opinion. Um, I think any Premier League club will will jump at the chance to get an owner like that. He's yeah. clearly one that will invest in your club um, financially and clearly, um, should I mean, like emotionally and physically, like you see him always at the club. Um, you see how much work he's putting in with all the transfers. Mm. Um, he's clearly not in here just to take this club for a ride. So for that, I'm grateful. I think everyone, every other club is jealous of, of owning, of, of him, um, which is great. However, it's not working currently, uh, especially due to that initial big decision he made on Tuchel, which which was sad, right? And I think ultimately, it's kind of tarnishing this, let's say, spending spree. I don't think it's over, but it's, it's tarnishing this initial spending spree, right? Because I feel like he when he came in, we had an established manager who obviously won us the Champions League, got us to however many finals um, in such a short space of time and they've fallen out for whatever reason. Uh, I've heard a few rumours in terms of due to contract length talks and between him and players and not getting involved, but whatever. We don't know the exact reason, but they've fallen out. Um, I do think that was probably, as we can see in hindsight, a bad ownership decision for whatever reason, no matter, even if you want to impact your club and put your footprint on it. I do think that was a case where Bodie's made a mistake and got it wrong. And I also think this is that is the case why Potter's still in and has been in for this long. 
um, because of the decision and how much he paid to get Potter in. Um, that was it, that initial 20 million fee and this five million, five year contract. I think this is the big problem we have here, right? I think it's a case of he needs to kind of suck up the pride and backtrack on what he's done. And I think he's very pride, he's a very proud man, as you can see. You know, he flies out, does whatever, makes whatever with those transfers. And this is kind of like what would they say, egg on your face kind of moment. Um, and I do think that that is what is saving Potter his job currently. Um, but all in all, I'm grateful for the signings. Chelsea needed a revamp, right? In my opinion, I think it needed a. It was a point where it was an aging squad where it needed that injection, which we have got. Um, have we got it in the right play, right positions? I'm not entirely sure. Um, and I say that in terms of the striker position, that clearly is an issue. I don't think that's the reason why we're not scoring goals, but I do think that was kind of a mistake that one of those winger positions could have been held off and a striker could have been put in for the initial January transfer. So I do think that was a mistake. So I think all in all, it, I'm happy with Bowley. I'm grateful that he's there. But I do think there are some questionable decisions that have been made by him. But let's give him the summer, right? Let's give him the summer and let's see and hopefully rectifies a couple of those wrongs. Cool. Jay, I'll come on to you because I remember it was round about the... I remember we, we were speaking and you were saying like, Bruh, if there's player power, we'll we'll change the squad. We'll, we'll change the squad. If they're not going to believe a part, we'll change the squad. And I think Bowley's obliged. And like Anu said, like he, I know that a lot of the other clubs will be envious on having someone like Bowley. Before I get to you, what I'll just say is like I feel like too many Chelsea. I get because we've had Roman Abramovich, but it does feel like Chelsea fans are going down the kind of uh, retail therapy type of fan, where where we're celebrating more. Uh, in the transfer window then we're celebrating getting trophies and it's all good that they're spending money and stuff like that but we've spent a lot of money and they've been bad signings do you know what I'm saying so I don't necessarily celebrate signings like that I celebrate I try to celebrate trophies that's like that's the main aim and so just because he's spent a lot of money we've seen Manchester United spend outspend like they even outspend Chelsea up until recently, we weren't really spending. We was all about a net spend. Man United was spending, 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 spending. No trophies. And so as much as uh, we, we're happy that we've got someone that has the resources, is it being displayed smartly? And when we say, is it being deployed smartly? We're already talking about they feel like they've made errors that has just been six, and a, a gang of errors just six months ago. Back in the manager, then sacking him. Um, so... Yeah, so my my kind of thing. I want to come to you, um, Jay. What would you say about Bowley and the board's approach so far? I think, <clears throat> I think the word ambitious is definitely something that can be linked to their approach, like in terms of where they want Chelsea to be. I don't think it's. I, I haven't really questioned anything that they've done in terms of like being ambitious in that way but in, in terms of maybe not impatience but I don't know I don't know the word because because I, I, I understood why a lot of stuff was done in the summer because I think again when the summer window is spoken about everybody kind of forgets about all the shit that we were going through before that so the sanctions were there um and by the time the club had been taken over, 
there was very little time to kind of get set for what we were going to need to do with the squad in regards to the contract situations, if players wanted to go, if players wanted to stay. Like, there was a lot of stuff up in the air at the time. So when those decisions did get made, it's almost like, yeah, Bodie's got blamed for it because he's the owner and he's the one with the money and rightfully so. But he's come into a situation where it, it is it was kind of messy. Like, can I just quickly come in here? Because I feel like that context is correct and it's good to remind people, but I don't think the criticism is them making signings at the beginning of the season. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I think the criticism comes for when you make all of those signings most people were shocked and so they've made that decision and when you're talking about you mentioned impatience but you kind of shied away from saying it um i always say like kind of have some curiosity kind of have some humility uh they don't have to be roman abramovich but i think a successful approach and maybe even if you look at newcastle and others to be fair um, just because you've got the money, it doesn't necessarily mean you blaze or just make all decisions. I just feel like at least a degree of stability was needed. Even if they fell out with Tuchel, and I know that they've just spent billions. So it's like uh, either my way or the highway, if you're not going to incorporate me. But I feel like to keep your head at this point with so much change, like you said, with so much drama that you've just come from, that I, to, to sack Tuchel... That was a big call. It was a massive call because, again, Ranieri, from the beginning when Roman came in, everyone was like, he's going to get rid of Matt Ranieri. He, but he kept him in because that it just meant there was not going to be any mess. So like, there was that stability. But obviously, with Bowley, there was like, no, we're going to get rid. And then, bam, we're going to change the whole team in January. And so all of these things are happening so quickly and obviously, like it's like with anything, you know, like if I'm if I'm playing pool or whatever, and you're just quickly moving the cue, someone's going to tell you, calm down. You're not going to be as accurate because, or if if you're shooting, calm down. You're not going to be as accurate if you just rush it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so for me, one of my criticisms of the board is I just feel like they've lacked curiosity because if we've already looked at the learning curve of Bowley, that's someone that was really adamant in terms of us getting Cristiano Ronaldo in August. Then when he became available in January, <laughs> we didn't go for him. So there was a learning curve there. And if that learning curve is there, that goes to show if you're going to spend loads of money and you're not really acclimatized to the landscape, you're going to make huge mistakes. And so I like, look, intent is different, different from execution. Being ambitious is one thing, and I'm not going to fault that. But the execution of it, I feel like if he had way more humility and it was like, okay, too cool, listen, we'll give this season, we'll just listen to you. And it, look, start talking to people in the background or whatever. But I feel like they've moved, they're, even now, they've moved way too arrogant because, do you know what I'm saying? If, if, you're, yeah. if you're moving with more humility, you're going to be like, okay, cool, I don't know this game. I don't, like, even if... Tuchel isn't the man I'm not sure about who the next manager to get is and if that new like again if, even if Potter is my guy is it the best thing to bring him in in the middle of the season to make it even harder for him to settle do you know what I'm saying and so I just feel like there's been a lack of curiosity I feel like there's not been enough respect for what was already built 
because it's like that saying throwing the baby out with the bathwater when it comes down to it you can look at the situation and say okay cool i want to make this better there's all of this mess i need to throw out but some of the some of the shit isn't mess some of the shit is good and if you're not careful and you don't identify the real problem you're going to you're going to throw out what's good as well and i feel like they've moved so fast and they haven't necessarily always got like got rid of all of the the just the bad stuff i feel like and this is just an opinion at this point i feel like they've got rid of a lot of the good stuff and i feel like they they're learning um they're moving so fast and it's so much mess and so like when people are making oh Potter needs time and all that type of stuff. I understand it because right now it's a big mess and it's a mess created by the board that's my opinion I don't know I, if th- you- I think um like it's, it's true like a lot of what you said as well like in terms of like just sometimes the certain decisions that they're looking at maybe the timing of them like you can still have that decision like to be made you know but just maybe think about making it further down the line just save you know like bite your tongue just for a bit because you know for a fact that you're going to make the decision anyway but for the you know for the good of the club like maybe cool I don't like this too cool guy innit? like whatever but I know he's a good coach I know he's got them places maybe let's just let him have it for the majority of the season and if and if the results did continue the way they did because let's not forget like we can talk about yeah. We can talk about how Tuchel was and, and how Tuchel, how Tuchel was great for us. And he was. He was an amazing manager for us. But we we, we also can't forget, like, what, what was going on at the beginning, since the preseason, even. Yeah, it, but... It, 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 was looking very, it was looking very scary. Like, it, was, it, was looking, it, was, it was looking scary for ETH now. And, uh, do you know what I'm saying? So, do I fight back on that because it, it's, it's the beginning of the season... And, yeah, to, exactly. and to, to judge Tuchel in the beginning of the season when this is someone where actually we've seen him win the Champions League for us. And again, in the full season that he had, which is his first full season, we scored more goals and got more points than we have since we've last we one. But we was on the back of, like, the thing is, the, those results, yeah, and I feel, I feel like it's, I understand it, it. We all love Tuchel. I get it. But I, I'm, it's, I, not I'm, about, it's about objectivity. I'm, it's about objectivity. Yeah, no, there is objectivity, but there's also objectivity to the way we finished the season as well. And but, we, and but, we didn't, but, we didn't, no, but we, we didn't finish. We didn't finish the season. We didn't but, finish the season well, and then we went. And then not only that, we remember like at this point, yeah. Tuchel, we talk about how like giving a manager time and and how long it should take a, a world class manager to imprint imprint his style and all this kind of stuff. Remember, Tuchel had been with us for a long while. And we and, and no, no. like it was no 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 by this time it had been about what when he when when he started the new season how long had he been been with us for a whole a season, season, and, a bit, a season yeah. and a half and in that season and a half don't forget at, look as a new manager it's not <laughs> you have to be perfect straight away you just have to show us what you can do so to pass the test for me because show I us something show us something I'm saying, as a, what I'm saying is it's not yeah. like it has to be perfect just show us. Your, the capabilities and so Tuchel what I'm saying is in the time he's been there he's shown us the quality and so it hasn't been perfect but where it has been is we, we competed on all fronts in terms of and whilst doing that again with the highest point since we've got one and this is his first full season and yeah. obviously but we score more goals so it's not to say that it's been like you said you said at the back end of the season wasn't good that's fine no one no one's expecting in the first season everything to be rosy like yeah with the Klops and with the Peps, 
again, when Pep first came, his first season, it wasn't it wasn't great. And with Klopp, he had time to ramp up. And so the, the whole thing is, like, and no one's expecting perfect straight away. You just have to show. You just have to show. I was, I was, I was just going to say that I wasn't of the opinion that we should see perfect straight away. But what I, what I do remember is that... Um, what a lot of what a lot of the complaints were from some of the people that were too caught out was that they hadn't seen enough over that period of time to suggest that that we were going to move forward in the league. And to be honest with you, like at the time, it was a fair argument because I I like when I was when I was often arguing for Tuchel, I would argue that we looked solid, we looked um organized, structured structure wise, we were great. Tactically, we were great, but. We also had so many games where we were in control, but we did we were looking very, very average in the final third. And we were at times. Sometimes we would look great. We would go to Real Madrid and score three. But, yeah, but do you know what? But, but that wasn't, but that also wasn't consistent enough. And then what made it worse was that where we'd seen it over time, get into a year and a half, and then we start the new season with the new signings, when we didn't see anything different. And in fact, it, it wasn't even just that we didn't see anything different. It looked like we'd gone backwards. And and I know it was because... But again, key, key but faces, again, but again. Key, key faces, one set down, key faces left. And and I said straight away, I said, these players that Tuchel's brought in don't expect things to just be okay. how he wants but, them to be straight away because he's different players. But at the end of the day, when them excuses were also getting made, I'm kind of hearing different things. Like the, the principles now are changing. It's like I don't think I don't think they are. I think they are. I think I think they are. What are the principles that are changing? Because I just think now, all of a sudden, when I speak about a, a manager being here for a year and a half and not seeing any changes, they're like, "Oh, but you can't see changes straight away." But, but then, or you, but or you I, can't I, see, or you saw, can't see things, saw, you can't see perfect, you can't see things perfect over a year. And a half. We saw immediately with two. Not in the league. Not in the league. We didn't see. We saw the first game. We saw the first Wolves game. No, bro, wait, what are you talking wait, about? Wait, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. We saw changes. I remember that game specifically. Yeah, but you just, just said to me, results are key. You don't no, just no, 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 hold on. I'm saying, saying I'm counting your point. Wait, 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 listen, let me just take over. Let me let me not just take over because I feel like we're getting way too messy and all that type of stuff. My my point is, because we don't have to deal with the Tuchel thing, is um, Tuchel wasn't perfect. And I, I don't think anyone's arguing that. And I don't think any manager has to be perfect. Um you kind of kind of mentioned people said that they don't see Tuchel doing well in the league. Those people, I don't respect them when it comes down to it. And it's not about Tuchel. It's when you look at it now, they're the same people saying, oh, you can't win the league if you don't have a DM or whatever. Like Arteta, like he, he could have got sacked last season and he's leading the league now. Like to make those type of statements, well, let, let me just finish. To, to make those type of statements is, is ridiculous because you can't predict when things are coming together. I think yep. generally... What I look at in a manager, and we are all different, so we're all going to have different perspectives, is, okay, cool, do you trust this manager to compete? And the same way you kind of trust Potter to get there, some people trust Tuchel to get there. We don't have to all be the same. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was one of them, to be fair. So, like, I'm yeah. not saying I wasn't. Okay, cool. But so that's I'm what just saying, like, how things change. Like, how I, I, don't, but I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's not, I don't think people that have backed Tuchel after back to Potter because I think Tuchel showed enough to those people and so far Potter has yet to show anything so I don't think that there's any hypocrisy over people that are saying okay cool I rate Tuchel and I'm, I was willing to give him more time because what happens is success 
buys you more time. When Arteta came in and he won the FA Cup, again, that's a little thing that buys you more time. And so I wasn't far, saying that though, what, by the way. What? I wasn't saying that people that back too cool. Um, t- people that. Oh, but you uh, said you said that in terms of the patience type of thing. What I'm trying no, to no, say. No, no, but I'm, no, no. That's just an isolate. That's just an isolated point in terms of what people. And that's the point that I was on. addressing, and that's the point. That's the only point. No, but, that's not, but it's not. It's not to do with saying that. Oh, because um, just because I'm not saying that. Oh, uh, you said it was funny. You said it was funny. The difference, but I don't. I just don't understand that statement. What's the What's because, the because because I feel like when now when when we when people are analyzing like in terms of what what um how much time needs to be given or why it's important to give time or like there's there's I feel like I've heard so many different reasons into why it's important to give a player time or a coach time but under under Potter when I think similar reasons when 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 similar time frames get mentioned or like say for example now six months yeah people are saying six months is more than enough time to see your style of play but what I'm trying to say is like with, with two coaches, for example, you know how you just said two, two coaches are different, right? Coaches, you never know when things are going to come together, right? Like, that's what you just said, yeah? In terms of Arteta. So you said that one season he could finish fifth or, mm-hmm. yeah, finish fifth, I think. And now he's competing for the league. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody foresaw that, innit? We all thought to, to be fair, a strong, I didn't maybe a strong top four finish, we thought. I did. I never saw. I never saw Arteta, and this is why I said at the top of this conversation. I never. Yeah. I, I know. Again, no one can predict that. But yeah. and this is why I'm saying everyone can believe in who they want. But I always believed that he'd be a top manager, and that was based on not necessarily results, like mm-hmm. you're saying. You don't um, results. I saw him at how he operated as a manager, and I could see that. For me, I believe that not necessarily straight away, but I could see like. As an Arsenal fan, where they were saying get him out, I was saying, do you know what? I think you should stick with him. And even that was like, but we spent all this money in, but eighth and then eighth. And 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 that's why I'm not on you, Jay. Like if you see Potter, because again, that's why we want to give you the platform. Because Potter can prove everyone wrong and then we can give you your dues because you said let's stick with him. But I feel like let's I don't even know. We've been going for quite a while. Um is there more to go on? Obviously, the Southampton game was a bit. Maybe we could talk about the Southampton game because the Southampton game. I watched it back. I didn't get to watch it live. Um, a lot of people were saying, "Fafana, Fafana." If Havertz starts again, it's a crime, and we got to start Datro, and it's Datro and Felix up there, and all that type of stuff. And that and that and that happened. I feel like the only thing I want to say before that is we've seen it before with um, Tukwemeka, and the the train just goes. I feel like because it's a horrible. Lot- it's a lot horrible. Of, yeah, because of results aren't going well, and I, I, I'm not necessarily gonna be too critical. When results aren't going well, it makes sense that people just want to see something new. So I, I know I've, maybe I've mentioned this before of Amari Hutchinson, where all of a sudden people start looking around. They looked at our wide options. My bad. And then they was just like, okay, we need to give Amari the chance. They gave Amari the chance, so they said, okay, cool, he's not the one. And then it happened with Chukwemeka. You know, like they just kind of see wanting something different and he plays a couple of games, you don't hear it no more. And with that throw, I think he actually did decent when he came. Like he played quite well. Apparently there was rumours that he was substituted because he wanted to put Sterling on. And obviously Dattro doesn't have that much credit in the bank in terms of like, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. That's just a rumour. I don't know if that's true. But that's the reason why he took Dattro off despite him having a good first half. But he had... He he's got some good dribbling um, skills. I think with him, a lot of his stuff was outside the box and in different kind of areas. What I noticed about the Southampton game is that obviously, like Cucurella, 
does seem like someone that is kind of like more of a defensive fullback and someone that's a passer rather than someone that kind of whips the balls in. But um, it was interesting because everyone was so small. And so like there were like, uh, like three different chances where the ball was whipped in and it was just over Felix's head. It was just over Mount's head. It was just over Datro's head. Um, and so that was interesting because, um, yeah, like I know a lot of people talking about, oh, yeah, 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 Havertz, Havertz. But to be fair, even if it's not like Havertz, yeah, even just move, move into the future, um, I think that does make sense to have some tall options as well. Um, um, but... The Southampton game, I think Wesley, from what I remember, and we don't have the cover at full, I'm just going to say what I remember from the game. Wesley Fofana, I thought like he was amazing coming back. And again, I've I've seen a lot of shit talked about him, but like it's one of my favourite defensive performances, even as like a cameo that I've seen. Quality player, bro. He's so good, bro. He's, he's too good. He's too good. Um, What else happened? Felix, uh, Felix, like, to be fair, what, Mount, Mount played left, like I mentioned at the top, and uh, just... Didn't like it. Um, he was barely in the game. There was lots of stats about how bad it was. Um, and Felix didn't kind of have a Felix game. He wasn't able to kind of get involved. I feel like we're playing this kind of 4-4-2. Like, but um, the midfield is struggling. I'm seeing the midfield struggle to dominate possessions. It feels like a lot of the time we have these basketball games. Um, Modric came on and it feels like people are onto Modric already. And I feel like it's a bit ridiculous. I feel like Mudrich, kind of like Jay, when uh, when we was on Chelsea and we had Kai coming in and Ziyech coming in, I was like, are Chelsea fans going to like them? Because they risk they, they take risk and they don't necessarily keep the ball all the time. And I think Mudrich is someone that might frustrate Chelsea fans, but I appreciate not only the fact that he's got those through balls, but I appreciate the fact that he does try to take on players because obviously we've had our players with that. Like, Why are you taking on players? It's not always going to look pretty, but he does kind of go... At like full steam ahead, and it means that he's gonna. It's not always gonna work out. Um, but uh, Havertz came on, and I thought, uh, I thought that Havertz made the attack work when he came on. As like Datro came on, and he did some interesting stuff for himself, and I think he had some good a good flick for Aspi. But I just look like, and this is more more of the boring stuff that people say that are excuses. But the fact that. Um, I remember Enzo was able to find him in behind, like in a Dortmund game and like even Felix and stuff like that, like just stretching the game um, and just making it difficult for the players to play out. Um, but also, like he does seem like he's getting a bit shot shy, you know, because he seems to want to pass it rather than shoot. But he, he's setting up chances too. Um, so I thought um, he really kind of changed the shape of our game when he came on. And I feel like, whereas a lot of people saying, oh, it's excuse, excuse. I feel like, Seeing Chelsea without Kai and with him, and even though that was just a small sample size, so I'm I'm open to seeing more of it with like a Felix, two, the small strikers. I feel like, especially until the window, I, I do think our best team is with Kai. Um, but yeah, let me yeah. pass the uh, the uh, the mic to you, Jay. What did you think about the Southampton game? No, yeah, I think um, obviously after hearing why players got rested, I, I got it, but I still thought we had enough quality on the pitch to win the game. I just think it was a bit disappointing. Why, why was players resting, sorry? Just so for those that don't know. So I think um, James was rested, obviously, because of the, the issue that we had before when he played, like, I think he played a game and then straight away they felt like he'd come back too soon. So they just wanted to manage his minutes. Is that apparently. what they officially? Yeah. They wanted to manage James's minutes. Like they'd already planned to manage James's minutes because they they don't want to risk him getting another knee injury this season because he already had two. Okay, so they done that with they done that with James, 
And then with Thiago Silva, it's just Thiago Silva's pretty much played like almost every game in it. So, uh, are you sure was that, or, or was it that Potter made an executive decision because he thought he would roll over somehow? Ah, apparently, apparently, this is a thing. Apparently, like, yeah, but, like they, this is this is information that was given, like to to, okay. to rest and stuff. So, but either way, the players got rested in it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at resting those two players, considering the fixtures that we've got coming up. So, okay. what about Kai? I, I'm, not too, I'm not too. And then Kai was just. I think Kai was just general. Just because I think he's tried something different there. But okay. But the, my, so my thing is this then: Why do it all at the same time? I don't. I don't like if your if your people are coming to you and saying that they're going to risk injury because they've been playing so much. Like I don't understand as a manager, why are you changing all at the same time? I feel like it should be phased where it's like, okay, cool, we understand if we continue playing these players, then at a point we're gonna have to rest all of them together. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't seem like it's, there's something off there. Is is it just me, Jay? I don't know. Kai's played like Kai's played a lot of football, and and also and also Kai's played a lot of football, and he and he hasn't. It's not necessarily like. He's been playing and he's been lighting up the league or whatever. So but, I, but, I, but you're, I think you're you're missing the point. You're, you're you're missing the point. My point isn't that, um, and and we can get into that later. But my point is, why is it come to the point where so many changes are having to made because you need to rest them at the same game? Surely, the, surely the good management is that okay. Reese James is out this game and Thiago Silva is out the next game, rather than so many key players being played. I played. think they were a bit arrogant though with that game. I think I think considering the form is is surprising, but I think they made a wrong call in terms of yeah. like looking at the team, looking at the fixture, and then probably being like, "Oh okay. well, we've got okay. enough quality." So yeah. that's a mistake on their part. Like, it, it, yeah, I never said it's right, but I'm just saying like, okay. that's why I'm thinking it's another right. bad managerial decision. All right, no, no, but to be fair, Maybe, but we've got Spurs next. Didn't it's it, so. not me trying to point out. I just for me that kind of whole they had to rest them. Once once it gets to a point where you have to rest so many players, then that means that's uh, like you know what I'm saying. Like you could. Well, but again, but again, like the, the, the thing is, it's, it's crazy. Like I feel like it's always an excuse after an excuse. But it's like for Fana, even for Fana, like the reason why he didn't start, for example, was because he's just come back from injury. So it's like I don't even know. Like Wesley for not. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, Who? Wesley for Fana. Yeah, yeah, like for fun. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about. Silver. I'm not. I'm talking about resting all of the players at the same time. I just feel like if you're. No, coming... I know, but but what I'm saying to you is that they've all had like similar issues, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like all the players, yeah. For example, that we probably would have bought in or taken out, yeah. They've all got similar issues. So, for example, like James coming out, we know we know what his issue is. So we like. I don't really understand why you'd even argue. Him getting rested, like, I wouldn't argue. Oh, I'm not again. I'm not arguing James getting rested. James could have been. So what rested. would you have wanted? What would you? Let me, what would you have let me say. Let me, let, me, let me say. I'm just saying. As P's been there, right? So the fact that James, Thiago Silva, like four key players that are have been playing regularly or whatever, I don't know how many players that they're all rested in the same game. That's the issue. It's not like I'm. I'm not saying that don't rest the players. I'm just saying why do they all have to be rested at the same time when they're all key players? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think they got arrogant because they felt like they still had a good right. enough quality. That's, that's, quality. That's the feeling, and that's the feeling, end of my criticism. Do, do you think? Do you think though the quality that we had on the pitch should have been enough though, or no? I think you always risk it because we've seen it time and time again. When you make sweeping changes, even if you've got quality players, you're adding a lot of 
newness and like to the team. And so you're creating a banana step. The kind of whole quality should be enough. Look, if because because I feel like because I feel like the second half just quality. If it was just quality, then the league will be decided before the season started. It's all about, and that's why that's where management comes into it. I feel like the second half, though, what I will say, which was a positive on his part, is that when he did try to rectify it, there was a big difference in the way we approached the second half. And I think his biggest issue so far has been that when we're nil-nil or um, when it's like nil-nil or even a one-nil or whatever it is, um, when we come out in the second half, I feel like we've struggled a lot to come out with some like some sort of intent. Like I feel like almost like we come out second half and we're just strolling about. Like we're just casually playing, you know, just happy to be here kind of thing. Whereas like the second, well, well whereas like Dortmund, for example, I felt like Dortmund, we kind of kept that same kind of energy throughout the majority of the game. And then Southampton, we had a poor first half, very poor first half. Some due, I'd say some reasons due to personnel, like you're saying, like changing all those players. And then some some due to just how he approached it in terms of I didn't feel like we were on the front foot. But then in the second half, in second half, he makes he makes the changes with Sterling, he makes the changes with Kai. And there, there's a massive difference. A massive so you, difference. So you mentioned with Kai and he's like you said that he's not kind of pulling up trees, but I think with with the, the Kai thing, which is so interesting for me, and I think like this is a good thing to touch on. Yes, he's not scoring goals, but like, like I don't think that if we just take the the goals away from from it, and people are judging him as a striker because he's seen as the striker, but in the Dortmund game, he created chances. Um, yeah. um and I feel like I, I know like people kind of I think like generally it's a good game, especially like when you kind of see like when I watched that Southampton half, and I was seeing like the kind of the lack of the kind of you know, running in behind and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like, we missed that. And so, like, when people are saying performances, like, um, yes, it might not be pretty, but this is someone that is doing all that type of stuff, but he's also creating. And so, like, the Fulham game where he missed the two big chances, Sterling missed two big chances against Southampton. Uh, yeah. Felix missed two big chances against things. And you, you, they're not killing him, but they're act- people are acting like Kai's being really, really bad. And I think it's just because he's not kind of scoring the goals. And I feel like if all of these, um, perfor- like if we take away performances from goals, I don't think his performances have been really bad. I think the issue that people are noticing is that we are lacking goals. And I feel like they're then they're looking to strike a Kai and they're like, okay, Kai needs to be taken out because we need someone to come in and hopefully Datro can score those goals. But I think the problem isn't necessarily Kai's general performance. I think like the problem is just generally like we're, we're, we're missing the goals. But, I think there's a bit of a frustration across across the attack, though, in general as well, in terms of um, in terms of just being precise in the final third. Like Tuchel used to say it all the time. Like we'd get into the final third, and he was always he was always like unhappy with these are different players. Them. You know what I'm saying? So like, no, 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 not just not just Kai. Know, like I'm talking no, about no, no, Kai. Mount, but what I'm saying David. is, but yeah, what I'm saying is like again, the whole idea was to change the attack and that kind of whole, I feel like when you talked about the Southampton game, especially the first half being bitty and all that type of stuff, it it literally reminded me of one of those Carlin Cup games where someone makes sweeping changes and even though they're an underdog and we've got all the better players, it's just the the ball wasn't being played, there was no possession, it was 
chaotic um and then anyway I'm, I'm i'm conscious you haven't spoke for a while so i want to kind of bring you in how have you found enzo since he's coming and i know we've been going for a bit so and it's supposed to be a chessy hour so we'll wrap up soon but how have you found enzo listen i think enzo's a class player and is going to be a class one player for chelsea i do think it's a position that needed to get to get filled obviously it got massive attention due to the price tag but i think that's the game i think that's currently what's what's happening right now um I'm not mad about it. I'm not sad about it. Um, other clubs are. But it's not easy. And I don't think it's easy because I don't think the um, the vibe of the club currently is an easy one to settle into right yeah. now. Um, so I think that's making this thing, this all more difficult. And I don't want to be bitter and I don't want to go back to it, but I also don't. I think he's playing without a coach. I think he's playing without a manager, without structure, which also doesn't help. So I don't think it's bringing the best out of him. Um, I don't think the manager from Leeds Carnegie University can bring the best out of Enzo World Cup winner. I just don't think that's possible. Right? You really done your Wikipedia research, okay? You know what I mean, I don't think I don't think the Bucks Uni manager is going to tell Enzo what to do. So it, there's just so many more factors to it. I'm glad he's at our club. However, I'm not. However, I think uh, odds are favoured against him at this current at this current time. Okay. So it's a harsh one to judge right now. It's really harsh to judge, and I don't hey. think I think I'll, you'll come good. Uh, Jay, I'll come to you. So Spurs, let's say we lose the game, and we get it's not pretty. So not just results wise, but it's not pretty in terms of because Spurs aren't even doing too good. So yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll paint that scenario to you. Was it two wins in 15? I think it's nine losses in that 15, four draws, um, two wins. We lose that Spurs game. It's not pretty. Where are you at then? I'm, bro, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not budging for like, the majority of the season. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I feel like that's fair. He's not, he said he's not budging. He asked the same question. He said he's there till pre-season. Bro, like, for me, it's just, it's just, the, thing of, it's I, just the thing of like, he could lose, he could lose against Spurs. I think I think I am looking. I'm not going to say I'm I'm just blindly backing Potter. I'm I'm, I'm looking at the the games and I'm looking at. I said it's not pre. That's literally why I said it's not pre. Yeah, like if if it is like a thing where we get battered, like or or we just not in control at any point in any time, like and just not in the game. Is that what you mean by like not being like it not being pretty? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like performance wise, it's bad. Yeah, like I, basically, we cannot stop. Are we at home? No, we're away. We're away. But right. we, we can't start how we start against Southampton. That's for sure. Listen, uh, it's been a chessy hour and a half. It's been a contentious one. Hey, I knew, loved it. Really went to blows there. Didn't even oh, let up. It was a proper fracas, you know what I'm saying? Chessie Awa, we're back. Good time, I knew back day. Always welcome. Hope you enjoy it and we'll be back next week. Okay. <laughs>
and ranting Doing the most True say that money is power So when you get money, get quiet and ghost Ghost I remember when I shot my shot But I didn't have guap So I hit the post But next time it's a golden goal and Sports Social Podcast Network